Special Mayor's Roundtable to discuss our election. And um, I am joined by. Oh, sounds like people just left. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I'm back. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. It seems like there's definitely some technical issues going on here. Michael Miller was unable to join this call. They may need to come online, update Skype, or they're using an unsupported device. Is anyone All else? Right. Well, who do we have? I'm here. I'm here. I'm okay, here. So we got Howie Bender, David Allen, Alan Perlstein, Ed. Ed Burke. All right. We have Ed. Hello. In terms of his audio, I don't see him in terms of his visual. But, you know, the important thing is you can add Moose. I'm sure he'll be joining us. Um, so, who's going to win the election? <laughs> uh, Hillary's going to win the election. Why don't we, Dave, David, give us your thoughts. Uh, uh, Hillary will win the election. I don't really think that there's any chance that she doesn't. The question now is, is do they start sweeping down ballot to get the Senate and, the, and, the, and more control of the House? In my mind, I think Trump's right. toast. He's never going to get over his hardcore base. He's got this hardcore group that's into him. They're going to stay into him. That's it now. None of the people he needed to actually win. And he's going off the rails. He's just going to keep getting more and more nuts. Well, here's has he ever been on the rails? <laughs> I think he has. Here's my take. Oh, In all honesty. That a, it's a cocaine joke. Was that what you were going for, DL? I didn't snip. Yeah. But he was never on the rails as far as I was concerned. But go ahead, Howie. Sorry. Okay. My, my take is I'm, I'm still voting for Gary Johnson as of right now. But I am so 
like angered by the hypocrisy of like Trump getting crucified over those uh, hot mic statements, con which which are completely inappropriate, rude. I r never talk like that. This must be Moose. Hang on one second. I'll finish that thought. Moose. All right. Anybody else here? This is a. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Who's here? All right, we're experiencing some some issues here with our Skype. And uh, Skype is advising me that we should hold on while we get the call back. And I'll, I'll finish my uh, my deep thoughts about about the Donald. Properly, <laughs> guys, guys, who's here? Anybody? My work, uh, my I'm mic back. works fine. Back. All right, good. I I'm hear back. Moose. I hear Alan. Do you hear me? Well, okay. Is is but, Alan in Hawaii? I am. Aloha. Yes. Well, then, in, in that case, I have to question your uh, sanity of joining this. Well, you should be out uh, enjoying the Hawaiian Hawaiianness. I'm here for <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for six months. Nobody Moose. does Hawaiianess like Hawaii. Oh, and, all right, you're yeah. there six months, okay. Yeah, so I, I can, I think I'm okay. I think I see DL coming back. What, what, what are we going to do this for an hour and a half? I know, it could be, it could be an issue. It's like, it could be an issue. Chairs. It's like musical mayors. All right, so I'm just going to uh, jump back into my thought. So, okay. Moose, here's what I was saying. Like, this thing about the hot mic and Trump, like, the hypocrisy right. of it all kills me because everyone's like, he's advocating sexual assault. And listen... His, his, that kind of joking, I've always had a distaste for my entire life. I hate it. It's rude. It's crude. It, it, it makes me dislike him. But when you compare it to like what Bill Clinton has allegedly done, yeah, and, and the truth of the matter is, it's rude. When you compare rude, it to what? He's not advocating sexual abuse of women. He's telling crude jokes. I actually think that's not right. I, I think he was started off by saying, he like went hard at Nancy O'Dell and that he just he was saying things he does. He wasn't making a joke. He was truly telling me things he does. He goes and he puts mints in his fucking mouth because he thinks he's going to be making out with this girl sooner than you, later. Alan, you used to do that. I used to give you lifesavers before uh, socials. The butter rums. They and I'm not, as well. And I'm not even. I, yeah, we all say, you know, the locker room stuff. I don't talk. I don't think we've ever spoken like that. No. But, you know, people rape say, girls and stuff like that. Well, it's the grab but them I, by the pussy, right? Like, that's, that's, the bit, that's the big takeaway line, right? And that's what I'm really focused on. Like, all the other stuff is just, like, hitting on women. You, Howard. Howard enjoys grabbing pussy. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, don't I, 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 I can honestly say I've never grabbed somebody's pussy un unwillingly. I, Howie, you, you don't think. get witnesses to that. You don't think if, if we could see a tape of Trump's life, there haven't been a gazillion instances where he Cosby, walks up like, and, walks up and puts his hand on a woman's crotch? You think no, I'm just that? talking. Forget that statement. I'm making a bigger. But that's what everyone's you think focused that is, on. That's Trump? the visual. Can I, I tell I you what's Trump. going to happen in, in my mind here? Sure. Uh, all right. First of all, I think what it reveals most is that, man, Trump has no game whatsoever. Right. You know, like, I'm right. going to come out and start kissing <laughs> and grabbing. So, you know, he's, it, that's not very good. But it doesn't really matter about the reality of it. People, right. and I think that something I said on Facebook, nobody cares about the Bill Clinton shit anymore. 
as bad as it was, it happened 30 years ago. He's not running. So hypocrisy or not, if he goes down that avenue, he's not gaining any votes. He hasn't exactly. done he hasn't done anything to do anything but reach out beyond his base. And now since and uh, Anderson Cooper said, have you done this? He said no. So now there's just going to be stories of women coming out. Well, he did it to me. He did it to me. And true or not, he's just going to spend all of his a lot of his time talking about this stuff. It's going to be very sad. But I, I think the election is over. I think the only chance the Republicans have is a natural death by Trump. See, I disagree. I think this opens a Pandora's hey, box into Bill Clinton's history the way it's never been exposed. And Hillary's never had to defend it publicly. I th- it's I always think it's been a- exposed. You're, but you're under, but no, one's, no one's ever right. made it front and center. No one's ever yes, had wait, it. No one made Howie. What you, Howie, I missed what you said. It was broken up. Of course what are you did. saying that Hillary uh, I think it's. A, I think it was a bad Bernie? move on Hillary's part to bring in the whole Machado thing. And I said it at the time because it opens the door to, to, to going low and bringing up accusations of of you know sexual harassment, not treating women well, and and this latest thing, although it wasn't you know I guess specifically Hillary that had it this this hot mic tape, I mean Bill Clinton is the perfect foil for any of this stuff. I mean so long as yeah. Trump himself hasn't raped anybody or committed sexual assault, it's so old that he's not even you know, uh, but nobody it's not cares. So it's been litigated already. But if, but if, if, that's if the I issue, could interject here, it has been out there since 1992. Ed, but Ed, not right over, and center. No, no, yeah. no one. No infi- one. It was infidelity and his affair with Monica. But the whole. No, he's well, actually. They want Nita Broderick and Kathleen Wiley. If they go back to '96, to, and, and I Kathleen think Kathleen Willey. They, they try to <laughs> elect <laughs> twice. He's been elected twice. Nobody gives a shit about what happened with Bill Clinton. It was a different day and age, though. We didn't talk about it. It was more demure. Now with Trump and everything being front and center, that's why I think it was wrong of Hillary to sort of open up the Pandora's (laughs) box of, like, sexual uh, bad acts. I I felt like she shouldn't have done it because Trump wouldn't have gone there first. I I don't think the polls are showing what you're saying. They're showing what Ed is saying. He is Trump is getting creamed with women with college degrees. They, and there are a lot of the undecideds. And they're from a swing state perspective. It's Pennsylvania and it's it's North Virginia. It's, it's all these places where it's important. He's not doing anything by going down this path to gain a single one of them. They're moving over. You see with the the, the moderate wing of the Republican Party's doing. They're they're bailing for the most part. I don't see and, how this can help him get Can anybody hear me? Yes. Yeah, you're up, Moose. Tell us All what right. you say. Thanks. Uh, ahead, no, listen. Don't get me sure wrong. And I think I think Trump sucks. Don't get you know. Don't don't think like oh, I'm on the Trump bat. Like he's like he won the debate. Like won the debate. The guy the guy really is inarticulate and has no real policy knowledge there, there, as, as there to anything. There are no winners. No, no winner. Well, no. I think the one guy, the one guy who asked the question at the end, I posted something about it today. Like, he was like the one shining light in all of this. It was so dirty and so bad and so foul. And this guy came along. He was like, "Can you say what you admire about the other person, if anything?" And they both gave good answers. I, so it, yeah. it sort of ended on this very sort of high note, I thought. But yeah, it's so over. So let, let <laughs> Dave <laughs> Allen and Moose in. Uh, all right, yeah. go ahead, guys. Well, I don't, is David even on? Dial. His picture's there, frozen on my screen. With I, heard, I, heard, I heard a little yeah, yeah from on like my distance. screen. Uh, Dave. As the most junior of the mayors, he's... <laughs> All right, well. All right, Moose, Moose, why, don't you, why don't you give us your thoughts? 
Oh, no, I, uh, I, I think what this has revealed is that uh, the, the, the total hypocrisy of, of both sides is incredible. I, I have not heard one substantive uh, issue raised by, by anyone. And uh, that. That, that's the shame of it. Just around the edges, and it's very broad stroke, typical difference. Left, Not right even that. Stuff. Look, let's, Hillary is a liar and a criminal. That's a given. <laughs> but, no, no, but no one cares. And, and Trump is ju he's just a buffoon. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame. If the Republicans had had a decent candidate, they probably would have won. And I supported Trump in the beginning. But I was open-minded to him. He he has just he, he's shown either, nothing. He's either mentally or developmentally disabled. It's no, one of those two yeah, things. It's true. one of those two things. He's he, either he, develop, he's no. developmentally disabled. He's a middle school child at best. No, he isn't. Look. All right, he's an elementary school he's, child. He's, <laughs> I agree with that. I think he's, he's very he's, he's very he's adolescent. He's a smart guy. Whatever you want to say, he's a smart guy. Yeah, with a lot of money behind him. And and he, he, okay, fine. And he had a lot, has a lot of money behind him for whatever reasons, but he's had some success. He's not an, an idiot as, you know, he, he's No, just, I'm not saying he's an idiot, but I'm saying he's developmentally but the hot, talented. The hot mic thing, not while it doesn't, doesn't make him disabled. a sexual predator in my eyes, it makes him an adolescent. Like a guy that talks like that, I, like if, if I was on that bus, I'd be like, all right, maybe I'd, maybe I'd even laugh along. But I'd cause, not to be Alan like, you know, Prolstein. down it, but, but I'd leave and I'd be like, that guy's an asshole. I want nothing to do with him. Yeah, and like you wouldn't guy. be calling him to go and hang out. No, Maybe go no. meet some women, grab some pussy. Absolutely. <laughs> does anyone have any... It's not my does, kind of guy. Does anyone have any... Although it was anyone... every time that we went for third base behind the canteen, were we grabbing <laughs> pussy? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. And if I was, I, I, there was some sort of implicit permission at least, you know? Yes, and then there were times that the hand... Wiped it away, and that was it. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> right. I'll try again in 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, God let's cut the locker man. room talk. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't really right, locker room talk. It was him being boisterous about himself in this comedic way. And that's why, like, like, Billy Bush's reaction to it is telling because he wasn't like he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're advocating sexually assaulting women. And if it was a serious conversation, he would have, I, I would think. But, you know, he was saying and, it. And I, not that I it makes it right, but it doesn't make it like he's advocating sexual assault. It's uh, quite hypocritical that NBC suspended him. Who was pregnant back. He was a man with a wife who was newly met, wed. It's disgusting. Who was pregnant back at home, and he was trying to fuck Nancy O'Dell by taking, <laughs> taking her furniture shopping. Right. right. So, Haven't you used <laughs> that before? I mean, I've, I've used that moved, line I've never done that before. move. My biggest pickup joint, hey, more. Oh, I lost everyone's audio here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I hear, hear Alan. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear Ed. Ed, can you hear me? I hear I hear you, Moose. Everyone but David. Well, I don't think Hello, Ed. Here. Hello, Alan. Is Howard there? Yeah, I'm here. Maybe I'm hearing everybody. Next. Talk, baby. Right, I see Dave Allen's... Uh, uh, Besides. I don't even see David Allen's Apparently, picture. Apparently, our, our nation's Wi-Fi infrastructure needs to be invested in because that, I, is, that happens to be true, but you don't hear any candidate talking about it. <laughs> no, no. You don't well, hear them talking about education. 
No. Number one issue of our time, education and illegitimate children, and no one talks about it. Well, Hillary, too, doesn't seem – I don't think she knows that much. Like, she throws, like – like she used the word, like, Baghdadi last night. And I feel like she just knows, like, let me throw, like, four words that sound like I know what I'm talking about in there and then refer people to my website, which refers them to my book. And it's like, really? Like, you guys can't just wing the shit, like, on your feet? Like, it's, it's really frightening. I, I was listening to an interesting so. conversation this afternoon. Yeah. And they had this media guy on, Donnie Deutsch. He's a, oh, he's, he's a scumbag, uh, too, man. I don't yeah. like that guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, what was the, uh, the, the show with John Heilman? Something, yeah. And he, he was yeah. saying basically the only thing Trump is really doing is setting himself up for his TV network. It's true. He's which been he plans on setting up. And, and he's, got, he's got the guy from Breitbart. He's got Roger Ailes. I mean, he's good to go. Yeah, but I don't think and he's going to have much of a following. I think like Alan posted about this. I think he's, he's ruined his brand. He's got yeah, all these people who are passionate about him are going to If he doesn't like, win the presidency, Trump is going to spend the rest of his he's life being the protagonist. He, he's, not, he's, he's not even Newt Gingrich. He's not if he doesn't win the presidency, been, he's done. He may be good in business, too. Howie, Howie, no, 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 no. He is going to become the guy who – he's just going to keep doing birther things and go after the and be the guy. He's going to have a media network where he's going to have all these people that these people like just so insanely into him. It doesn't matter what he does. It'll, it'll be the he's national television where he's going to Who's get gonna them to subscribe to media? something. Who's he'll have watch yeah. his media network. Exactly. He'll have I mean, shows like 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 Hillary's disgrace of the day. I disagree. It'll be interesting. Like a year from now, if he, assuming he loses, we should look back on this because I don't. I think I think he's done. I think if he loses the presidency, he's really fucked up his business uh, as well. I think it's going to be hard for him to go back to being Donald Trump, a New York businessman who's sort of like an, an entertainer as well. I think I think he's like, you know, he's cashed those chips in. One he's going to be white nationalist he, Donald he Trump. He is uh, resilient. I mean, he has been resilient, but you know, you're resilient until he's you're not, and then you know, you go down in, in an election. He'll have a the following. I think if he wants hard. I can't hear shit, yo. Anybody out there? Did we lose someone? Well, I couldn't hear anybody there for a while. I'm back, but it's... Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe we got to realize that like, maybe four or five is like... Uh, <laughs> We, you may be getting over ambitious. Maybe we need to... Maybe we all need to go to Hawaii for the next one. Does <laughs> Alan have right? room? I don't know. Is Alan... Have we lost Alan? I don't hear him. We lost them. No. All right. Well, you know, people come People come and they go. It's like Swago. People miss their range year. They come back as an inter. Even though this. <laughs> Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Uh, a first for us. Sound is very sketchy. Yeah, the sound is really bad. I mean, for anybody listening, if you've never listened to us before, we're a little bit better than this usually on the technical end. But, you know, we... We got a little ambitious, I guess, with uh, with four or five people. Let's see what's going on here. All right, I, I think what we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me let me hang up. I'm gonna keep the live Please. podcast. Let me hang up and just call everybody back using the group call thing. All right. So with that, we're gonna take a little commercial break. We'll be right back. 
All right, people. Let's uh, let's pray to the Wi-Fi gods. The hell is that? Your grand old flag, your high flying <laughs> flag. Who's playing Am that just, shit? Who was that? Uh, uh, you said uh, it I was just, a commercial break. I love it, man. That's great. Uh, I, somehow I I thought it was a little Swago-ish. I'm like, wait, what is that? It's like a, like a bugle, but it's uh, it's the closest thing to it. Oh, let's see who's let's see who's joining us on the round table. There's Alan Pearlstein. Oh, there's Alan Pearlstein, like Denver. live, like high definition video at the, in our 50th state. How's Hawaii doing in, in terms of the polling? Who's who's winning that that state? Is it a uh, Hillary place so or a Clinton? Hawaii is all the way blue state. It's the second biggest Hillary state. Really? Yeah, it's just all. Yeah, all I mean, blue. I think next to D.C., then like Hawaii and Vermont. Didn't. Didn't blue used to be the Republicans and red the Democrats? I feel like they switched that on us. Like they did because ago. I was showing some maps to my government classes, and at one it was like the blue and the red were mixed up, so it confused me for a second. But uh, how did they switch that? Like who decided? Like you know what? We're going to switch the two colors of the two uh, parties. It's very confusing. It was Newton Minow. Who? In night, Newton Minow. You actually wow. know this? You got the answer to that. <laughs> no, I completely made that up. <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be Newton Minow? Wow. Double audio so, jeopardy now. So do you guys, what other podcast do you guys listen to in order to... Uh... Uh, Joe Rogan is probably my, my most uh, played one. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it really depends on who the guest is. But he does a great job of just getting into like long, engaging discussions. So I like that a lot. Um Bill Simmons, if I'm in a sports mood, he's got a couple of good ones. Yeah, I, I like Bill Simmons. Up uh, oh, there's Dave Allen. You ever like, listen uh, to the Axe Files with David Axelrod? No. Very good. I like that a lot. Yeah. I listen to a the good interviewer. David, you there? Well, he left again. Uh, oh, there he is. There he is. Come back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. All right. So we got everybody well, moose right now. Us. Moose, well, call in. We'll get, we'll get in here. So, Dave, share your thoughts on the election because you've you've been uh, you've been uh, missed. Okay. Um, so, I I am very happy to live in New York. That's my first opinion of anything. New York is very much in line with the way I think and feel about a lot of issues, especially social issues. I have not voted for a Republican. Socials issues. When? Social issues. Okay. You know. Uh, you know. And I haven't not voted social. for a not, Republican. Not issues with socials. I want to make that clear. No. Okay. No, no. I had my shot at mayor to deal with social issues, and All I screwed right. that up. So, right. um, but um, so you know, whether it's guns or you know rights for um, you know for the lesbian, gay, trans community, you know, New York is my home, and I'm very happy. If I had to live in another state and deal with what I ah uh, uh, uh. All right, this is it. I'm going to make the call. And if you're out, if you drop out, you, dro- you dropped out. This is, you know, it's almost like that, that life, uh, lifeboat thing now where it's like, um, you know, if you're sick and frail, we're going to kill you and eat you. So uh, let's see what's happening here. Shit, I may be the last guy on the lifeboat. Oh, my Lord. No, thanks. I don't want to leave a video message. All right, I'm just going to pause this for a second. I hope you're all enjoying the live stream <laughs> as much as I am. All right, hitting the camera.
maybe I'm out. Maybe everybody else is still talking. But the stream is running through my computer, so. Oh, my goodness. Well, I <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed tonight's episode of uh, our special Mayor's Roundtable on the Ski Slope. Right, I'm going to give it one more shot. But um, I think I'm going to wait like 30 seconds. So what should I talk about? Um, let's see. You know, I really got into the Bacos thing, like uh, Fuswego breakfasts, you know. I don't think they were Bacos, but they were like generic Bacos for the eggs. I've gone back to those things. They're good because uh, now they make, them, they make them out of soy. I don't know what they made them out of back in the day. It was probably soy too. Um, it was probably bacon maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of product. Anyway, um, I don't want to bore you with my uh, details of my Swiggle breakfast, so let's, uh, let's see what these guys are up to. from hustling city splendor. All right. Oh, shit. But I'd like to leave a video message. I think these guys are carrying on their conversation without me, and um, it's a bit of an outrage. But what are you going to do? Uh, we're 23 minutes in. could be the shortest episode of the Ski Slope ever. And um, I don't know what to tell you. I am going to uh, try these guys, I guess, one last time. See what happens. Piss me off. These guys, are, st are they all in? I can't tell. I, you know, I really need to sort of uh, enhance my skills at Skype, I suppose. Usually it's just like a one-on-one -on -one business call. Or it's, or it's this. So, what you were hearing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the funny thing is that these guys are all talking, and maybe they're having a nice conversation, but none of it is being streamed. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. You know what? I'm going to go offline. See what I can do about hauling these guys back in, and uh, we'll be right back. So, you know, check back in in like five minutes, and uh, we'll keep it going for you. Peace. Okay, we started up the cast again. I think I think this has got to be the new rule because this is what's screwing us up. Is like if you drop off the call, like you're out. Like that's it. You can't come back in. You can't dial back in. Until we, until we can figure that out that in terms of how to reintegrate your, your coming back. But for now, like, that'll be fun. So when the last person's around, they win. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the end of that. So we got Ed Berg. I'm and not David sure. Allen. It's yeah, probable that Moose and I are just carrying on a conversation for a while on the roundtable. But right. I don't know. You'll have to I'd, check I'd, in I'd, your I didn't hear it. Yeah, unfortunately. So, so uh, with, same with Pearl and I. We were alone on the video for a little while. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, we broke up into groups. I was by myself. It was very lonely. I guess I had, I guess I had the, um, the stream, though. So I had, had the listening ear of the Swagos Wetona community with me. So that was, right. that was rather nice. But anyway, David, uh, when we last left off, you were giving me your thoughts. You said something about like guns and rights for the, for the LGBT community well what i was trying well basically what i was saying is living in new york i live where i want to live and the political um the, the the politics of new york is is home for me i am i am a liberal a socially liberal person i am anti-gun i like the gun laws i know people who do go hunting in new york and they seem 
to be able to live within the law and not have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't voted for a Republican, and I, I don't I don't know if I've ever voted for a Republican. Although I'm very dissatisfied with the overall situation of Congress not ever getting anything done and the bipartisan, you know, the, the just the, you know the, the just the lack of everybody working. You. Yeah. And so I was very open this time around to say, okay, let's see who the Republicans bring forward. Maybe they'll back <laughs> off from the Bible carrying, you know, um, you know, Ted Cruz types and bring somebody more moderate in and give up on some of this stuff that's law now. Mm-hmm. And they actually eventually kind of did. But he's not a candidate. He's he's the furthest thing to me from a legitimate candidate for president of the United States. He is. He's just not. I mean, I don't want to get into an attack on him. No, I understand. He's a guy. He's a, he, you know, he's a person, but he's not a. He can't be president in my eyes. I would never vote for him. Yeah. There are other independent people out there who may even swing to the right a little bit that I would consider voting for and be open, but not uh, that guy. So what about like a, like a Gary Johnson like that? You just you just don't want to do like you or, or do you feel do you have good feelings about Hillary? I, I, somebody's calling in, but I feel <laughs> I feel like no, I'm not answering the call because it's going to. Somebody's screw, calling me. It's going to you know I um, feel like nobody's feel like calling. At this point, me. we just we just have to. It's mean, but we sort of just have to hang up on him. Otherwise, it's just going to be like um, well, you know, Ed's gone. Issues from here on in. Ed's gone. Ed's gone now. <laughs> I, guess answered, I guess Ed was nicer than I was. He actually answered the call. All yeah, right, no, so the owl. I like this. It's like uh, 1980. So I was thinking, like, did we ever sit on the ski slope after a social and and talk about how one day, you know, X amount of years we'll be having a video phone call together? Never. You know? Never. You don't I, mean, think I, thought, we ever... I thought by the time I was 52, like, I'd be like an old man. Like, I'd be this, like, you know, you know, stodgy sort of John the Handyman looking guy, you know? I, I right. Didn't re- I didn't realize it'd still be me. Right. I never thought I would have that lack of hair on the top of my head when I was yeah. 50, whatever. No, no, no chance. But yeah, well, that, it that is what you can't it is. Control. And that it's I feel like that it's like it's almost better to just lose your hair than to, than to lose it gradually, because I feel like gradually you, you keep fighting it. You keep trying to like, you know, not not, right. not lose. But then once you give into it, it's just once you get to that point, where I'm just fucking I'm just going to shave my head or cut it really close crop it like within two weeks you're probably so used to it and it's like what was i even like like losing my mind about you know yeah i was gelling it for a while in the pat riley era Mm -hmm. and the wind would it was all right but then like the wind would blow like a clump out and it would hang down (laughs) and like bang into my face and it was i just said you know what right and like like, unknowingly right you'd go home and like not know it and look in the mirror and be like oh shit What's this? Yeah, this is terrible. I, I I had to get rid of it. I look at those pictures from like the early to mid nineties, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I don't like the hairstyle. But I got uh, no, right, you know. no, I, that's why I always feel like it's better to just tap out and like not you know do away with the hair. Like I'm sort of in that right. stage now. Like I figure I've got like another good, I've got ten years, and that's like that's fine. You know, I guess I'll I'll be sixty two and pissed about it, I suppose. But you know, and everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky, you still have your hair. But like. I do, but but it, it's 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 definitely diminishing, you know, and it diminishes more every every year. So it's you know it's it's a battle, and it it would almost be easier, like you know, not to have to buy the the Rogaine, you know, just to be like, right, right it's not a, it's not a thing anymore. I'm done, you know. Right, I bought that back in the day, it's, uh, you know, but it was it was too much. But you look good. Your hair looks good. No, thanks, you, man. You're looking good. Yeah, it's not working. like a. 
Yeah, it's well, not like a critical situation, I don't think. All right. Well, the problem with the Rogaine, too, is like they're like, you got to use it twice a day. And like, they're like, don't stop. Because if you stop, then like automatically, like your hair will fall out as if you never used it. So it's like, so even though I'm sometimes I question, like, is it working? Like, I don't even know if it's working. But it's like, I don't dare check, you know? <laughs> it's like, hey, right. let, me, let, me, let me stop for a month and see. And it's like, oops, well, I shouldn't have stopped. It, it was working. Like, that, that would be the yeah. worst. Yeah, I'm not committed to anything twice a day other than eating, you know, pretty much. <laughs> and that I actually do more than twice. And I don't grabbing know if I can... pussy, man. Come on. Tell yeah, me, well, man. yeah. Well, you know, when you're the owl, you don't really have to do anything. You could just seriously. You know, like when, Trump, just... when, when Trump said that shit, like the main thing that like caught my mind was like, if he said that shit in Swago, like nobody would have liked him. Like that was the beauty of Swago. It was like you couldn't you couldn't play like at home you could play that card and everyone would be like, Whoa, I guess he's kinda cool. He goes to Studio fifty four on Saturdays, whatever. You know, but like right. camp, like like fuck you, get out of my way, man. Like that's you, you, you don't talk like that. Yeah, I don't want to pick on him, but it could be very Scott Polcal a line like that. Scott you know Scott Polcal, like he comes up a lot, like with Alan and I too, because he's like the one example of the guy who was like he was never a camper. He showed up as a waiter, and we kind of liked him. He was fine, you know? Yeah, he's a nice guy. He was nice a good guy, guy. But, like, it's a good thing he showed up as a waiter, right? Because, like, he wouldn't, have made, he wouldn't have made it as a counselor. Like, uh, not as a counselor, as a, uh, as a camper. Like, it was just... You well, you know, know, yeah, I was thinking, that, like, Prizer could say that, though. Prizer, and yeah. get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you know, Pri- that's an interesting... Prizer's an interesting... Interesting issue. Yeah, because he definitely was on the edge of being that, you know, because Prize, Prize, like I was friendly with him in camp and then we'd go home to school and he was a year younger than me. And he was like, he right. was in that sort of like, I'm going to Xenon's on Saturday thing. And I was like, really? Right. All right, man, go. Yeah, no, he uh, I could see him, you know, getting away with that. Yeah. Yeah. But he, had, yeah. he, he was there for a long time, Prize, right? He was he was he was throughout like like middies and stuff like uh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably like 73, 74 to, you know, to 80, 79, 80. Was he a color Did you? No, he, he didn't stay that last year. Oh, he didn't? Okay. All right. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been. I don't know. Russ, Chris, and I scared everybody off, uh, except for Greenwald. <laughs> right. You know, so, so uh, you know. But did you, uh, did you get a chance to speak to Keith McCoy at all? No, he... Um... He sent me a message that he wanted to speak on, like, on a particular day, and it was like a weekend. And I was like, um, hey, you know, just give me a call later in the week. And then he said, no, it's, it's, not, it's not that important. I'll, I'll, I'll touch base later. And I, I was like, right. yeah, you know, feel free. Give me a call. Yeah, it's one of the rare people that like, I, you haven't seen in years that I spoke to on Facebook and then had a conversation with. Oh, you know, cool. a lot of, you know. And it was great. It was great. I haven't, you know, he's, he was our counselor, I think, for, we, it was, I think, three years. Mm-hmm. You know that he that he was he was in our group. I had him for two years. He had like Russell and Harlan, I think, for three years. So uh, and I always wondered where he was. It was very hard. I'm I'm pretty good stalker. I can go online and find anybody, and yeah. I couldn't find it. And now it's easy, right? Because now it's like, all right, let me look him up. And like you know, half the time you do find somebody. But I feel like at this point in time, like if you haven't found him by now, like it, it is, it's hard. Like if there's somebody not on Facebook or or, or some other thing, like I, I don't really deal with the other things. But it's right. like, all right, now how do you know? I guess I guess they're not into that, so now they're so, they're sort of hiding themselves anyway. Otherwise, they'd, they'd be on here. But you know, I mean, Facebook to me is like and the whole social media thing is like has been like a weird thing because it almost is like this sort of big reunion, you know, that like all of a sudden everyone does find each other again, and you can sort of, you know, post something every day or, or comment that somebody else says, and it's like it's like everyone's sort of 
back together in this very weird way. And, um, right. you know, I, you know, and for a 52 year old guy, like I realized, like I, I have this like a philosophical appreciation for it much more so than, than, than a lot of my contemporaries. Like I still get, I still get shit for like, um, like, oh, you're on there and you, you seem to, you know, write something a lot. I'm like, well, come on, man. You know, like at first, right, it was, right, right. At first I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I'd be embarrassed about it. But now I'm like, yeah, it's a communication tool, man. You know, it's like, you know, it works. Right. Yeah, no, you can really communicate with a lot of people. There's a steady group of people that you can always, you know, that are in my stream mm-hmm. that I, you know, people I went to elementary school with. And I actually enjoy, you know, I haven't seen, you know, one of these guys since, you know, fourth grade. And I enjoy like seeing what he's got going on and, and watching his kids and hearing his commentary. He's humorous, um, you know, so it, it's interesting, though, the people that you end up, you know, you know, uh, you know, if you look at camp, I was in camp with Russell and Chris. Right. Like, that's it. You know, and neither one of them really are active socially, uh, you know, social media wise. Chris certainly is. I mean, he's not active non-socially. He's, right. you know, <laughs> he's hard to track down as it is. He is. You know, and Russell, he, Russell, you can dig up if you if you work hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but well, um, can... but then, but, you know, but then like I, I see more. I was seeing more Barry Kornblatt on Facebook than I was of, of uh, you know, of the guys I hung out with. And I think Barry Kornblatt finally remembered. You know, a lot of the torturings that I gave him in the Eagles and Rangers because he ditched me at some point. Is he rabbi, like a rabbi Barry now? Kornblatt. Like one of your guys yes. became like a rabbi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Rabbi Barry Kornblatt. How could he ditch me? He's a rabbi. <laughs> you tortured him and he was like, he had to find some sort of salvation somewhere. So he decided to become a rabbi. <laughs> it probably led him down the path. Oh, well, so. listen, man. It all, it, all, it all ended well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like I'm. I guess I'm lucky. Like my guys. Well, you know, uh, not really so much so on the social. Like Alan, I obviously we do the podcast together and everything. And like uh, you know, Jacobson, I see him on there. Like uh, Feldman, I, I, I still hang out with. He doesn't post all that often. John Powell, I, I don't really see all that much. But you know, we still you know every now and then you know we'll throw an email to each other. But it's all good. You know, it's not like oh you know we ha- we, we we we're purposely not trying to find each other. It's just. Um, you know, life life takes over. You know, and that's why, like, I guess, like, the social media thing is good because it's like communicating with people like at your convenience. You know, like, like I've grown more right. and more like resentful towards like like somebody just calling me out of the blue. And it's like, could be a great, you know, it could be some guy I haven't spoken to in three three or four years. You know, hey, right. you know, I've got a friend from college. I'm just calling to see what's what, you know what's going on. And like I. Uh, it it bugs me like I don't like getting getting you know and and, and, and I mean it doesn't bug me in the sense that like you know I, I know to like all right be into this be cool talk and you're gonna groove and it's gonna be fun you're gonna appreciate the fact that you spoke to the guy afterwards but I, right. I, it's that sort of like somebody else determining what I'm gonna do you know because they've decided to call me I, I, it right. sounds odd I know but I, I just feel like it's a very like inequitable relationship making a phone call to somebody out of the blue. Right. I agree. I'm not I'm not good with the phone. And anybody who calls me, I will generally the first call, unless I know, you know, unless it's, you know, in the core, you know, kids, wife, brother, parent, you know, sister, you know, I'm going to screen it. You know, uh, some of my friends who I speak to all the time, I know, but mm-hmm. I, I and I'm in sales and I don't really like the phone. All right. It's not yeah. a good it's not a it's not a great combination. Yeah, I so prefer email. I so prefer email and text. I so prefer like, all right, here's here's information. You come back to me with your response, and 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 I, and 
and I know that's not the greatest thing, but it's but it's the truth. Like I just I've 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 grown like ever more resentful of like of like telephone conversations, and and I love conversations in person. Like I love sitting down with somebody and sort of, you know, just like like what we're doing right now is 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 terrific. But for whatever reason, the phone, and I think it's more like if I schedule a call, if somebody's like. Well, emails me and says, hey, I want to catch up. You know, when's a good time to call you? And we're like, all right, Saturday, 4 o'clock. And then we're both sort of, you know, um, right. you know on board okay. for that particular time. They have that. Like, that's right. great, you know, because there's always something else going on, you know. There's always something else that's, like, somewhat inconvenienced by the fact that somebody just called out of the blue. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 you you have your, your day and your time and, and those things that you look for, the peace during the day that you're looking forward to, <laughs> right. even if it's, dri- you know, driving. You know, right, that, that, right. Intru- that it's an intrusion. But at the same time, we're very social people. I mean, we're humans and we're very social and we like to talk and communicate and spend time with other people. But, you know, maybe it's just, you know, on our terms. Uh, you know, yeah. that, that may be well, the, you, it's the funny, difference. like you were like because Alan obviously was like one of the guys like I had a, like a, you know, long distance bill. Like when I was, you know, from between 1978 and 1981. And you were the other guy, though, like you, you like you, you definitely moved into my, um, you know, closest friend category there you know where we were like right. we were like communicating like almost on a uh, you know every other night basis you know um yeah and so you're one of the guys i guess i i i appreciated getting phone calls from and even, <laughs> and even making phone calls too you know right well back then it was different the phone was a you know was an important tool i'll never forget when my when my daughter was like 10 or 11 or 12, i don't know maybe 13 she had a phone at that point the first kid who have had a phone and, and her response was when, when I said, well, why don't you just call them up? You know, not she didn't have her cell phone. I said, well, why don't you just call the house? Call the house. Nobody calls the house. I don't know her phone number at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, OK. You know, I thought that was normal. Right. But I don't think I call people's houses at all anymore, except for my mom. You no. know, do you ever do you ever answer your like uh, landline phone at home? Um. Only, well, first of all, you can see who's calling on the TV, which is one of the greatest inventions. Oh yeah, that of is all great. Time. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I will never. No, I will never answer the phone. My wife, you know, Marcy will do it. I won't do it. Yeah. Uh, Marcy will do it. I will never answer the phone. Like, wh- why are they calling me? No, never, yeah. never. And 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 nine times out of ten, now it's like it's not even like like a relative or a friend. It's like it's some sort of either like transactional thing with the plumbing company getting back to you in terms of where they're going to come and where they're going to be or it's you know a solicitation still like and i thought that was like illegal at this point like you join that list and they don't call you but apparently they still do right you know I'm still right or the do- doctor is confirming an appointment you know that's a that's a big one or denny's is having a sale and wants to tell my wife about it yeah you know but pretty much that that covers i think we've covered all of the possible uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you know, a question by the way because you know our yeah. last podcast like um you know that alan and i did by the river like yeah like, like i've since taken it down and i'm sure right. we'll re- i'm sure i'll repost it like with with edits but like right. um like you actually remembered who it was so i'm like curious like because i look back at that and i'm like I, like I think it was, I think it was real. Like I think if I had played that right, like like things would have happened. But I was just so like, uh, you know, I was just barely seventeen. I didn't know what the deal was. So um, I don't know. What what, what, what I, are your thoughts? You uh, think she? I mean, it could be like she was just putting on an act, which you know, that's fine too. Well, she was. I could definitely see where you would think that that was a real possibility because that was her style. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't know if she would have carried. I don't know how far that style went, but she was very she was very flirtatious, um, you know, and and I don't you know, I was 16. So maybe I was, you know, one step even further removed. Um, <laughs> but she was always really for very flirtatious, um, you know, exceedingly so. And I always had that thought also. And and she lived down the block. I lived on 87th and 2nd. Oh, really? Um, they lived on 80. Yeah, they lived on 86th Street. Maybe they moved out to the island, like you said. Right. But they lived on 86th Street. And she was really nice to us. I remember um, at um, I went to her house with probably Russell and Chris. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Russell has opinions here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask him about it. It was Russell's Skype but- uh, you know, he, I, I don't have him on Skype. I have him on Twitter and I have him on Facebook. All right. Really? Yeah, so, yes, I'll have to send you the uh, the, the name. The incognito. So, yeah, the name. It's not hard to sign. You look through my Facebook friends, you'll see it. Um, and so she gave me a little plaque that I still have somewhere in a box mm-hmm. that was a little brown plaque, a little square. I'm trying to like get my this little square plaque and it had a picture of a guy um, with a you know, a guy with not wearing a shirt with a screw going into his stomach or something. And it said uh, Swago 82 on the guy, um, you know, getting screwed or something or like, you know, you're getting screwed. Like the camp was going under and Sheldon owned it. And, you know, so it like was a, a nice Hallmark, car that she had gone out and bought and the guys with the screw in him. It was like a little wooden plaque. Yeah, oh, that, plaque. yeah that she oh, yeah, it was like a little wooden plaque that she probably got from you know, a Hallmark type of store. Sure. And it was probably like eight or nine bucks or something. And she yeah. put a little thing in there that's Swago and, you know, getting screwed, okay. you know. So she was, we, we had like some kind of give and take with her and her husband. Okay. Um, but, but I don't think you read that wrong at all. Okay. You know? Yeah. And now we, we can't play any of this. No, no, no. no. Like, well, this, this has been very incognito. I think this has been okay. I, I don't think anybody's, uh, Anybody's, you know, there's been no names or anything, so I think I think we're good. So, so yeah. Meanwhile, if people, if somebody's listening right now, they're like, "Shit, man, I I tuned in to hear about like uh, like Trump and Clinton." Or no, <laughs> all I'm hearing about is long distance phone calls. So, so um, so you're 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 voting for Clinton then, right? You're all for Hillary. You're with her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's and I don't really I don't really like to read anything. Oh, I think Ed Burke. Ed Burke is back. Is he? <laughs> Moose yes. and, ju- and I were just talking for 16 minutes. I don't know. Were you guys talking? <laughs> yes. We it, all of a sudden, it, it devolved into like a uh, podcast with, uh, with special guest David Allen. I, th- I don't know if Moose and I were talking or you guys were talking. We went over everything. It's uh, That's you funny. I hope, I hope you recorded it. Well, it's funny. I just, I, it's funny. We, we took this like uh, little little segue into other things in Swago, and now we just said, I was just like, so you're going to vote for Clinton? And he was about to answer, and you came back in. So your timing is perfect here. So, Dave? Yeah, yes, I'm voting, I'm voting for Clinton. I just, there's no, uh, you know, maybe the next. I actually think that the one good thing to come from this is that the Republican Party will be so shaken up that they will come out with a real candidate next time. And I hope so. I, I hope to have a choice. I don't feel like I have a choice at this point. Yeah, that's my own personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I think that the Republican Party is very dysfunctional. I mean, they didn't want Trump, and he was able to take over their party. I'm not sure that they have any control over anything. I think that it's the you know lunatics are running the asylum in the Republican Party. 
they, you know, did Hillary and the DNC, they engineered the whole thing. Did they put the fix in for Hillary? They did. The Republicans are trying to do everything they can to put the fix in to make it not Trump. They were just incompetent and disorganized. I'm not sure that how easy it's going to be for them to just come back in 2020. And they'll have every opportunity with Hill, you know, with 12 years of Democratic control and probably economics going down no matter who the president is. Right. It's going to be bad. I agree with you. I think it's like, I mean, I think if Trump, even if Trump wins, I think it's bad because I think it's even Trump, worse. It's worse for the Republicans. Yeah, I think Trump goes his own way. I think Trump is like, listen, I'm the president now. I don't need the Republican Party. See you later. You know, and um, yeah. yeah, and they if he, he loses, loses, then it's it's still a it's a disaster either way. I, like I, I don't think I, in my lifetime, I don't think either party has, has a sort of uh, existential crisis quite like quite like this. Like this is I agree. Right? I agree. Like even Watergate, yeah. I don't think Watergate to Republicans was this bad. There were Republicans also, yeah. to admire, you know, uh, even having a guy like Gerald Ford, even if he didn't win, people could point and say, well, he's not Nixon. You know, he's a he's a decent person. And they were able to maybe move on in a way. And, and he came very close to winning in 76. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was a landslide away from the Republicans. And things do change. You hear about the demise of political parties a lot. But here's what I would like to see Hillary Clinton do when she's elected, because I'm pretty sure that she will be. She should say after uh, Election Day that she would like the lame duck session of Congress to confirm President Obama's choice of Merrick Garland as Supreme Court justice. She, uh, that she would like to start off with a fresh start and not have a big contentious Supreme Court fight to start off her administration. And I'd rather get to set working on my agenda together with the Congress. What do you think as somebody who's anti-Hillary, Howie? I, I totally agree with that. Because t- you know what? Republicans are not going to do any better than Garland at that point in time. And they'd be fools to sort of make a contentious issue out of it. And if she extends an olive branch like that, I mean, similar to the way Bush did, I thought, like when he was first elected and, and you know, wanted to do the um, uh, redo the education stuff and had Ted Kennedy over. Like, I think it's always good to start off, um, you know, on a bipartisan effort, you know, Um is she the type of person that's going to do that, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she would. I hope that, you know, somebody with political skill and she has not seemed to surround herself with a lot of people who have that type of political skill. But we'll look at governing, not winning, but governing. And that's really, you know, what, what I've been so frustrated about over these many years is that people are not interested in governing. Uh, if they were they would fix Obamacare instead of spend eight years repealing it, which was never going to happen because Obama would have to sign it. Right. But but certain things, i.e. Obamacare, could be so off off the rails that it's it's not worth saving, because I think, you know, something like that is is purely an economics issue. And I don't think you can sort of have this hybrid public private health care system. I think it's either got to be private um, or, you know, public or state run, or you have both, you know, like, uh, like I think we spoke about this before and you and I was sort of both in agreement that like, you know, expand, uh, Medicaid, you know, would, would cover a lot of this stuff. Cause I don't think right. Obamacare, you know, when they tout out the numbers, it's always like, look how many more people are enrolled, you know, but enrolled in what? No, like it, I'm- it, it, it has a lot of problems. That's why I'm saying whenever they had something like social security or Medicare or Medicaid, 
they always had problems with the implementation of it. So they would go back to Congress and say, hey, you know, this, that, and the other thing doesn't work. We need to make a change. And maybe, and, you know, I, I, I respect your opposition to it, but for eight years it was going to be the reality because Obama was not going to sign legislation. I agree. Re- repealing. So this, you know, all this time of, you know, voting to repeal it. Right, the House putting another bill in time. to sort of overturn it. No, we talked about that, and I was, it's stupid. It's a waste of time. It, like, it, it's, it's right. It's bullshit. And I just hope, you know, maybe, you know, there, there will be some chastening by – uh, in the Congress with this ability to try to get something and maybe Hillary will try to move. To, I don't, I'm not optimistic, but no, uh, I'm not either. I mean, um, you know, I guess stranger things have happened. You know, maybe she's like, listen, if she reaches her life's goal, cause I feel like, like just from like a, um, I don't know, almost if you took this sort of uh, novelistic approach to Hillary, right? She's just like f- very famous, powerful, intelligent, talented woman. But along the way, she she always hits her stumbling blocks. You know, she's yeah. the most powerful first lady in terms of having input, but her husband's cheating on her and running around and that. And that's embarrassing. And she loses to Obama in 08. Like she's almost this like um, hard luck character. So if she if she achieves her ultimate goal, which is being the first woman president, like maybe there is this, you know, sort of uh, epiphany, you know, epiphany. And saying I'm just want to I, I just want to do good. And listen, you know. I, I try not to ever question people's motives, you know, like like I, I don't believe I didn't agree with a lot of what George Bush did or Ronald Reagan did. But I never thought that they wanted to do anything but what they thought was the best for America. You know, the only person whose motives I may have questioned over these many years was Dick Cheney. But that's for you know another reason. Right. Uh, and when I, Bush- I right not to. You know, I mean, I don't think that I think that anybody's going to say, like, oh, they're trying to destroy America. No, they're not. This is what they think is right. You may disagree, but don't question the motives. And I think maybe if, you know, Hillary, I have a lot of questions about. She can be very Nixonian and and I hope that she tries to do the best. But I'm sure she wants to be a good president. Nixonian but, is a harsh term. It, um, <laughs> you know, when Bush when Bush got a when yeah. when the when. <laughs> When the younger Bush got elected, I was. Well, she is. She's. Go ahead, Ed. Sorry. No, go yeah. ahead, Dave. Um, David. You have when the when the younger Bush when the younger Bush got elected, Ed, somebody's behind you. Uh, when the younger Bush got elected, I was uh, very disappointed. But I remember the inauguration day, and my attitude was, "All right, this guy is our president, and I'm going to be supportive." You know, whatever method he has of getting, you know, what done. You know what he feels needs to be done to make this country better. You know, I'll 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 stick with that. Um, you know, and I was supportive. And I don't think that Hillary Clinton has um, a personal agenda. I, I don't. You know, I think she's going to go and do the best she can to. You know, she wants a place in history. You know, nobody had any faith in Lincoln either. You know, they you know, thought I he was a right. joke. See, I think well, I think you know, I want to just say. Go. Let me just make one comparison because when you were talking about like after nine eleven. I remember like we were traveling and I was reading an autobiography of Lincoln and I was trying to say, well, you know, maybe Bush is a lot like Lincoln. People called Lincoln, a you know, an idiot and a gorilla and unfit. And, you know, right. Bush in the wake of 9-11 looked like Rumsfeld and Cheney and Powell were a very solid bunch. You know, maybe it's good. Maybe this is the right guy. I turned out I don't think it was. But, you know, I did make a comparison to Lincoln back then with Bush. I can't believe it, but I did. 
My father is a, you know, is a very staunch Republican. And I was saying how Lincoln was surrounded by some great people. He had, you know, Stanton and Seward. And yeah. my father was saying history will show that Rumsfeld and Cheney will be greater than those guys. So, uh, you know, history's got a long way to go, you know, before it's done. We'll see. But I, I don't agree with that. I find it odd, though. Like, I'm not quite sure why Dick Cheney gets this sort of, um, you know, like this gets this, uh, I don't know, reputation. Halliburton. He's incredibly evil. Is it? It's all about Halliburton. the Halliburton thing. Is that is that what it is? It's like if he if he wasn't the CEO of Halliburton, people would look at him differently. Like I'm not uh, quite sure why he has this evil, like um, uh, per- permeating through him. Mean, like the left always views him as a very evil fellow. Uh, maybe because Halliburton is such an evil company, and he was the no head of it. Yes. Um, did better than anybody. <laughs> and, Right. You know, I mean, I'm saying, you know, and, and he's and he's somebody who doesn't give a fuck. Like when they said something in one interview and he's like, so what? You know, like, the, what about the people? He's like, so what? You know, he didn't care. You know, he did what he believed and is what he said. And, you know, uh, you know, that's why. And, and I'm not saying that he didn't want the best for America. Maybe he believed it. But I think Halliburton was a big part that people, at least if you're saying why they think that and why I may have questioned his motives. Boy, did they make a lot of money in these wars. Okay. All right. They sold everything. Yeah, but that was their, it was their business. I mean, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I... They're in the oil business, too. Yeah. All right. They're, I mean, they're I, part of Brown and Root, who have been buying elections since, you know, Johnson. All right. I'll look into that. Uh, you know, going back to Hillary, Brown and though, Roots. like, I kind of I kind of think, like, I think she is motivated and... and um, inspired by her own ambition but but you know as as we were saying before like i kind of feel like once you reach that goal right because where do you go from you know if you're the first woman elected president of the united states like doesn't that doesn't that soothe that like there's nowhere else where you're going to get more of that filled up so i it almost like maybe you do sort of have this like epiphany to say you know it's not about me obtaining things anymore it's about me doing right by the country and um, I don't know, maybe it's naive to think that like people actually undergo that kind of like a uh, change of, of, of thought. But I'm hopeful that that that, that she does. I mean, I don't it's I don't, I don't, I don't rule it out of the question. It's a possibility. I think it's a less than 50 percent chance. I think the, the bigger chance and this is the side that I think she can be Nixonian and I'm going to vote for it uh, is that the day two in her office is going to start working towards reelection. Mm hmm. And, you know, maybe it will be that second term when she's now satisfied because there's nothing yeah. else that they could do. I mean, you but, would think- you know, it, it's possible, you know, uh, Nixon was not happy with getting elected. No, I guess not. Like, like, why not take the pressure off yourself and say, you know what, I'm only going to do this one. Like, has anyone ever done that? Has anyone said I'm going to run yes. only for one term? Who? Yes. You, James Teddy. Right. Polk did it. Also, Theodore Roosevelt kind of cut himself off at the knees by doing something very similar. Right. Because he took over very early in McKinley's second term when McKinley got shot. So he felt like he had done seven years. So he took himself out of the running and apparently regretted it like the minute it came out of his mouth. Uh, And, you know, so he tried to come back for a third term. Ulysses S. Grant tried to not immediately, but after leaving office, tried to come back. Uh, Well, he was they wanted him back just because. 
you know, yeah. it was, you know, he was very popular. But but, but I would just but think from, per, from, a e- from a person's like ego point, and let's face it, like anybody running for president is going to have a fairly sized ego. Like it would almost be a good protective mechanism to say I'm only going to, you know, for, for themselves too, that I'm only going to do this for one term. I'm, I have no ambition whatsoever to do, even if they do, to, to run for a second term. And then, it, then as Ed was saying before, it's all about the governing. It's not your last year of your first term is not spent running around the country seeking re-election. The only problem then is then everybody else is then running for president as soon as you, your administration starts and you're almost a lame duck as your administration starts. So maybe like after the first two years of your presidency, it's like, well, he's going to be gone soon or she's going to yeah. be gone soon. Maybe so like, you know, like six-year terms perfect. would be better, right? Maybe like, like – uh, uh, Yeah. Maybe I'd like to have a two-year term and then you sort of get like the job for another six years. Uh, like you have a re-election after two and then if you're good, we yeah. keep you for six? That's not that's something yeah. to think about, right? It's like a probationary period, and if we like you, we'll keep we'll you know, we'll, we'll sign mm-hmm. you to a longer contract, and we'll give you time to accomplish stuff. Then you know, because it's this churn of you know, like that's an inter- so did you come up with that concept? Steps. That's interesting. Can yeah. you explain that again? That went right past. So me. you get elected the first time for a two-year term, and then let's say maybe they even have like a uh, a, a confidence vote, you know, and. Then, you know, you could get elected for a six year term after that. Like, so, you know, or two year term and then there's an election. And it could also be that we could just keep getting new presidents every two years because, you know. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like so it's like, like getting that pull. It's like getting that pullover sweater for being a color war leader yeah, as lieutenant. a lieutenant. And then after <laughs> then two years, you get the full sweater. sweater. Right. There you go. Okay. I like it. I like it. Probation. It's like a probationary presidency. I do like the longer term idea. I do like the six year idea. I think, and probably in all levels, in Congress and Senate. But I think in the Congress, also in the Senate, just to get rid of the cycle that's, you know, dizzy. I would love to see term limits in Congress. The only problem is that Congress would have to vote for term limits in Congress. And I don't see Congress no, it's insane. doing but, that. But I think the public support for term limits is huge. I think it's, it's way, yes. over, way over 60. But even I, 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 don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't, for me personally, I mean, I see the, the public's interest in that. But I personally don't see the point of, of, of people wanting term limits. I get that people get entrenched, but we always have the vote to get rid of them. And then if you have somebody who does a really good job at what they do to push them out, there's so few of these people that actually do a good job. And then we want to push out the ones that get good at it. I don't know. But I don't know that there's any correlation between being good as a congressman and being in Congress for 20 years. I think it just becomes habit. You know, uh, you know, you my congressman support, is. You're able to, to have right. a, a bigger marketing campaign to stay, you know, where you are. I don't think it's a matter of just like, oh, we can make an, you know, a choice and throw the guy out. I mean, definitely, but you know, on an individual level, sure, but on a, on a group level where it's important, I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think the incumbent has such an advantage. Uh, to, yeah, to keep I, the I live office. on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. My congressman is Gerald Nadler. My congressman has always been Gerald Nadler. My congressman will always be Gerald Nadler until he resigns or dies or whatever. You know, even a, even after he dies, he'll probably. He, well, he might stay in for a little <laughs> while after that. I will say the guy lost an incredible amount of weight. I used to see him in the neighborhood at every food truck, always eating, and I don't Did see that Did he do anymore. the band so, surgery? You know, he's gonna, uh, he may have. I mean, he was the biggest guy in Congress, and you know, he guy. looks. Yeah. He looks a lot better, but you know, on the Upper West Side, I remember once seeing uh, at the 72nd Street subway stop there was this woman 
who was giving out things. And she was she was the Congress Republican congressional candidate. And I'm looking at this and nowhere on her poster does it say Republican because she knows (laughs) (laughs) that on the Upper West Side, you know. Yeah, that's it's that's uh, that'll do you in. Nobody's going to no Republican is going to win in this district. Yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? And, and I guess and there, was were the of, there were plenty of more Republican right? districts like that because of gerrymandering in other states. She yeah. was, and she wouldn't, you know, put Republican. Well, when Michael Steele was running for governor or lieutenant governor in Maryland, he, he put on his license plate "Democrats for Steele" on his bumper stickers. Now he was a Republican, but you know he was highlighting that there were Democrats supporting him. He didn't want to put, you know, vote Republican, vote Michael Steele, not in Maryland. You know, going back to like what I started with this whole like this team aspect of it. It's almost like color war, right? It's almost like green and white, Democrat, Republican. Like even the stuff, and, and, and we may disagree as to, as to the relevancy of all of this, but I don't think we would disagree as to the, um, the seriousness of it. You know, Trump's comments on the hot mic tape versus the allegations of Clinton. You know, the people that are so like, you know, angered and, and, and infuriated by Trump's like comments, but then when you bring up the Clinton thing, it's that, that like that doesn't even count. It gets blown off, and it's and I do have that feeling that if you know you, you just reverse the facts, you know, if it was Bill Clinton on a hot hot mic and it was Donald Trump who you know three or four women came and said, hey, he raped me, like you know, and it was even if it was twenty five thirty years ago, like like they would just you know have the opposite feeling, and and, and I think it's such a healthy thing to try at least because you can't really like um, exercise it completely. But to always sort of look at things as though, all right, how would I feel about this if I was on the other team? You know, if I was on the green yeah. team, not the white team. But I think so few people do that. I think I feel like this 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 team concept is so um, powerful. Uh, even and, and regardless of like the intelligence of the person, I just think that like belonging to the team and standing up for the team and and then believing what they say and that you're on the right side, not the wrong side is so powerful and it's and it's really it 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 damages like like civil discourse i think because it always breaks down well there's no more moderates really uh you know and and there are moderates like a john Kasich, they're not getting anywhere uh it's it's really sad you know there's very you know few republicans that i would have been willing to vote for a handful but you know very and i'm sure that there's not so many democrats that you would be uh you know, looking to pull the lever for either. There may be a handful also, but uh, we really are as as polarized as can be. There, and we don't agree on facts. We, you know, don't agree on. We each watch whatever or read. You know, and I've tried to stay away from this. That's why I'm trying to now, like, I, I DVR the Sunday morning shows. I, I mostly get most of my political news from 5:38 because it's data journalism. And I don't even care about this election anymore. A, I think it's over, uh, and B. There's nothing that anybody's going to say that's going to change anybody's mind. No, I know. Well, I I, you know, I, I, think, I, I posted about that, and I was like, nobody's really persuading anybody else. Like, like no. what's the what's the point of this? And like, I feel like it's just like it's cathartic. And it and, and again, it's almost like it's like a little white team cheer. It's like a little W H I T E when you post something like that. It's like, all right, let all my friends come on and and join the cheer with me. And it, it's this, it's this like team building exercise almost. And everyone sort of has this image of it as though, no, I'm posting it because I really I think I can open people's minds and persuade them otherwise. But I don't think that happens. I think it's more I think it's more like a team bonding exercise. Yeah, it's like an echo chamber. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, particularly now, like Twitter, you can just follow who you want. And chances are you're going to follow the people who, you know, ideologically think like you do or on your team. And then that just sort of increases the validation effect of like what I think is right. And, and you hear so, so little of what the other side has to say. I became very, um, I became very aware of this um, with my news feed. I would see article, every headline that was anti-Trump. And I noticed in my newsfeed that the Washington Post, every headline, and at some point, although I am a liberal Democrat, I had to discount. I don't pay attention to the Washington Post. Their agenda is clear. There is no middle of the road there. They're not educating me. They are. They have an agenda. And that's a real problem. I'm interested to hear what 538 is because I don't know where you do go to get a reasonable, fair estimation of the news and the facts. Well, it's almost like quantum physics, right? Like the, the more you try to look, look for the objectivity, the more you realize there isn't any. You know, there is no right. objective underlying fact to things. Like it's all, you know, well, you know, from this person's perspective, it was this. From this person's perspective, it was this. Um, you know, and like, uh, you know. Dave Silver. Right. Who's to say? You know, so I almost feel like, yeah, like the Washington Post, New York Times, Fox News, like better you just say, by the way, you know, this is a, this is the uh, position that we advocate for. And, and I, I feel like it at least at least bring some like integrity, like the fact that the New York Times, Washington Post claim not to be biased is is insanity. Like, like I don't know well, how you can claim that. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, claim that uh, for the. Their news article or their op-ed pages, of course, but you know uh, they certainly have had a lot of this guy Fahrenheit is, you know. Uh, now he's he's been doing a great job. Trump's uh, story. All right. Well, guys, uh, this guy but uh, you know, the five thirty-eight. If you're asking, yeah. Uh, look very quickly is by Nate Silver, and he's it's data journalism, and you know, right now some people are saying that they might be skewed, but they really follow the numbers. They're just talking about. Who's winning and what's making them win? Uh, right. And I think that it's an, it's a really interesting thing. So 538.com I'd recommend is you know relatively objective and numbers oriented and it doesn't Relative, matter anymore. Relatively objective though they they, they yeah, too let, are, are I think they skew a little left but you know they were I, they I, so I, nailed I the 2012 election. Actually, right. okay. the last two elections they got every single state right. And they're saying that they don't expect to because it's much more volatile. There are very much fewer undecided voters in 2012. You know, like mm -hmm. at this point in the polls, like 96 percent of the people were either voting for Obama or Romney. Now it's like 88 percent. So that's a lot more volatility. Mm. But I don't think there's enough to make up uh, for Trump to make up. He's not reaching out. He's just trying to. We'll see. Go to I mean, the same people. I, I do think the volatility issue, though, in this particular election is, is huge. And I do think like. Um, you know, particularly now with like who knows what other tapes exist regarding Trump, who knows what WikiLeaks has as far as Hillary stuff. Apparently, um, James O'Keefe, who was the guy who uh, did that, uh, you know, video expose on Acorn, he says he's got stuff on Hillary, um, you know, that, that's <laughs> racial oriented. Who knows? I mean, I think I think there's a lot, you know, a, a lot of things. And maybe it's maybe it's technology. And I'm sure it's part partly the personalities of the people running. You know that 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 can make you know make or break this. Uh, I mean, I do tend to agree with you guys. I do think you know if I had to bet one way or the other, you know, I, I, well, I would, the bet, I would, the betting yeah. markets are like are yeah 
uh, that's, four that's to Hillary. one at, at worst, right, Dr. Hillary? Yeah. And, and the thing, though, if something comes out about Hillary, the Clintons will manage their response because they're lawyers and they're the going to manage it like lawyers. Right. And if something comes out about Trump, he's going to tweet. <laughs> right. And he's not, he's not going to. So, you know, it's just going to be. And now that he said that he's never done these things, now they're just going to look for women who say, well, he did it to me, he did it to me. And true or not, and that's all it's going to be. He's, he's fucked as far I, as his this president this election goes but I, he's not I, losing any more of his people because they they're sticking to him like it doesn't glue. matter he'll get his 40 percent right true he should and, be getting 45 and you, but and you, and you don't think the sort of like the judo him. thing of like then trump turning around and saying these are all allegations and and again with the juanita broderick kathleen willie paula jones that's I don't think old anybody, news and that that doesn't count no, I don't think anybody gives a shit. I don't care either side about that stuff. I don't care what Trump said in the van or a bus. Either do I. And I don't care. I, you know, I can't blame I, I Hillary think, Clinton for whatever goes on there. It's all bullshit see, I'm, to me. I'm different. Uh, I'm different. In every, I, I care about these things. I really do. I think like what Trump said, like we said, like, I don't know Ed, if you were around for that. Like if, if Trump, if we were at the ski slope and Trump was like that new second year senior guy just shows up for this one year and said something like that, you'd be like, who the fuck is this asshole? Like he, like he would have, he would have burnt his bridges right there and then, and no one would have liked him. He'd be a him. dick. Right. So, yes. so, and that, you know, and that's part of like our camp's personality. Which be a total like. dick. Right. So he wouldn't have made it there. And I still feel that way about guys that'll say that shit. Like, will I laugh along if somebody's saying like something like that? Like maybe I will just because it's, that's, that's the, but then when I leave, I'm going to be like, that guy's an asshole, man. I got I don't really want to hang out with him. But that to me is right. like qualitatively different than actually sexually assaulting women. Like that, it's a whole nother ball game. So on both ends, like if Bill Clinton did sexually assault women and Hillary helped him get out of those situations, fuck them. And, and Trump for, you know, for talking like that, fuck him too, but not fuck him as much as, you know, fuck somebody that, that did sexually assault women. And he's been accused of sexual assault as well. So if you want to go down that there, you know, neither one of them. I mean, he has. It's, uh, and again, I don't want to get into it because it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but, but there's, character, character Because matters. there's nothing that's, it, of course it matters. And neither of these people have character. And I just feel that <laughs> neither of them have character. But one of them, I think, like I said, is either developmentally or mentally challenged and should not be president of the United States. Okay. And, and at least Hillary fakes it better. She yeah. actually, <laughs> I mean, that's she where fakes it. She like, tries to look like a politician. And, and I think that the country has come down that they can't make Trump president. Look, there'll still be 55 million people that will vote for him and he'll lose badly at with 55 million people voting for him. Right. All right. It's, well, I think it's, but you know, I think that's where we're at. I don't think it matters. And we're not learning anything in these emails that will make a difference to anybody. The only people who make a difference to are the people who already hate or intensely dislike her. And, the only problem, reason it's going to be a problem for Trump is they're going to keep coming up with with tapes or girls, and he's going to have to keep oh, talking they, about they it. They must have a treasure trove of shit, right? I mean, the guy the guy was like on every show it's doing. I mean, I mean, even making fun of like his Howard Stern appearances, like oh my god, like the guy went on Howard Stern and talked about like you know getting laid. It's like so does everybody yeah, that goes on Howard Stern, you know? Right, it's, it's, right. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what to do there. All right, guys, I got to wrap this well, up, but I'm glad we ended on a strong note. I mean, I'm missing uh, Alan and Moose here, but you know what? You guys hung out on the slope a little bit longer. You guys uh, up at like 1 a.m. in right. the morning here. So Can we uh, do one more thing here. Go, we'll do one more thing. So so uh, I remember the mayor of Swago my first summer was Bob Lazarus in 68, Ricky Cronhouse in 69, Andy Levine in 71, 
Jay Bauman, 73. 72? Ed, Ed Burks, I don't know. Ed Burke, 74. Moose Miller, 75. Ricky Friedman, 76. I go. can't go any more than that. Uh, 77. Who was the mayor in 77? Oh. Who was the color leaders in 77? Uh, Ruben Birnbaum, Stephen Goldstein, Fred Roseman. Wasn't there. Uh, Fred Roseman, the mayor? Could Fred Roseman no, have been the mayor? No. Well, Very volatile. <laughs> Mitch Denier was not mayor, was he? I don't think so. Secretary. I think he was secretary when I was mayor. Yeah, I think so too. Shit, that's uh, a good so, question. And what years were you guys mayors? I was 80. I was 81. Me, wait, let's just backtrack. 79 was Andy Hammer. 78 was... Who was 78? Was it Nakami? I don't think Nakami must have been mayor, no? Bonnie Nakami was mayor. Hmm. I don't know. Shit, seventy-seven right, and seventy-eight well, are escaping me. I'm gonna have to like look up on the uh, the color war plaque. I don't know. Up. I don't know seventy or seventy-two, but Jay Baum didn't. Jay Baum's not two years in a row. No. Hmm. Ed Burke Tipica was two years in a row. And, no, oh, no, 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 no. Was I was, then Moose, I was right. a first-year senior, and I gave, I gave way to Moose. You see, you did that. You, you, you did that honorable first term thing that we were talking about. That's um, right. I stepped down. Okay, and then was David Allen, 81, 82? Do we, can we go past that? Do we know who? I went back to 68. I know Liebner was, Adam Liebner was 83. I'm not sure who 82 was. Sammy first? Mark first ever mayor? Right, um, no. I think first was second. I think Sammy was my secretary, though. I think it was uh, me, Jacobson, and, uh, and Sammy. Powerful, powerful so. team. Figure we'll get That's to right. some Swaco politics. <laughs> all right, we'll get all the old mayors on there. Get that Lazarus guy. On. That's all right. right. Guys. Hey, he was a great mayor. Okay. It was fantastic. Right. Let it end. It's strong. It was great. All right. All's well that ends well. That, thanks all for right. having me. We'll get to see you before the election. Have a good one. Bye bye.